I dare you. You ever heard those words before? I dare you. I challenge you. I urge you. Let me use a Bible word. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I beseech you. I dare you to be a better Christian. I dare you to get off of just dead center and be motivated. I dare you to take a look at the kingdom work there is to do and do it. Today I'm going to show you how. We're going to go from from abstract to concrete. We're going to go from words and ideas to doable actions. That's what I have in store for you this evening. First, we have to begin. A good place to start is the beginning, right? A journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. We've heard that before. The soldier poet Horace, he died in 8 B.C. at the age of 56. But before he died, he wrote a lot of stories and and a lot of poems. And he told the story of an unwise, naive person, a fool is what he called him, who comes to a stream, a creek. And he gets to the stream on his journey and he waits for the stream to stop. Before he crosses. He's going to wait a long time, isn't he? Then there's the famous quote by Horace. He who has begun is half done. Dare to know. I'm daring you tonight. I'm daring you to know. I'm daring you to be wise. I'm I'm daring you to begin Dare to have the courage. Dare dare to have the courage to challenge. Dare to have the courage to challenge and to confront. Today, I dare you to listen to me. I dare to tell you what you can do. Today, I challenge you to be a, a better Christian. To stop waiting for the stream to stop. To stop waiting for some dreamed-up safety. We all want to be safe. We, we all want our children to be safe. We want our homes to be safe. And I dare you to know that the only true safety is in Jesus Christ. We must dare to do God's will, to follow the doctrine John chapter 7, verse 17. The world is not a safe place. As we very well know in this country. The events that happened Friday have shaken our nation to the core of its fabric. You know, 9-11, we had the heroes of the the firemen and and the policemen. We have new heroes now, the teachers principals who gave their lives for their students. We don't live in a safe place. My sister was talking last night about the school where her child goes down in Nashville, Julia Green. She was saying, well, you can't get into Julia Green without being buzzed in. I'm thinking, there is no school that is Fort Apache. 
Anybody that wants in any school, they're going to get into it. There is no safe place. This place here, as much as we like to think it is, I mean, a nut could come through the back door at any moment. There is no safe place. The only truly safe place is in Jesus Christ. We must dare to do God's will. It says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 17, that the world is passing away and the lusts of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Doing the will of God. When he commands, we obey. When he says jump, we say how high. We must dare to obey the commands. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 14, You are my friends if, as a condition, you do what I command you. Dare to be a friend of Jesus. I challenge you. I beseech you to do the work of God. John chapter 6, verse 29. That you believe in Him whom He sent. That's a work. Belief. I dare you to be a righteous person. To practice righteousness. John wrote in 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. Now, little children, abide in Him. He's saying live in Christ that when He appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. If you know that He is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of Him. I challenge you this evening, I challenge you for 30 days to practice righteousness. One month. One month. 30 days. Folks, we can do anything for 30 days. Anything. What I'm about to explain to you is not some new set of rules. It's not some new creed or or some new dogma. What I'm about to explain to you, you do not have to do. This is not a test of fellowship in the least little bit. This is a challenge from me to you to do this. But I challenge you and I dare you to do it. I dare you for one month, start when you choose. I dare you for one month to take this 30-day challenge to be a better Christian. Uh, some of you came in a little later and you have, do you have, a, okay. Uh, we're going to hand out, if you didn't get one of the handouts, please. Raise your hand. Brian's going to hand this to you if you didn't get one. The 30-day challenge. Raise your hand if you didn't get one. I want everybody to have one of these. I don't have a huge PowerPoint tonight. Uh, the, the lesson is stemming from this particular handout. Again, you start when you choose to take this 30-day challenge to be a better Christian. It says inside, it says, this challenge is simple. For the next 30 days, read the assignment and the corresponding scripture. Do what is on that day. Some challenges will require you to practice them the rest of the month, and some are only one-day dares. I want you to email me. I want you to write me. I want you to text me. I want you to give me a phone call. Leave me a voicemail. I want you to tell me some of your stories. Now, if you tell me I'm going to... They may be published, but I will not publish your name. You will be anonymous, I promise you that. But I want to share these with folks. If you're doing this 30-day challenge, I want to share this with folks. 
I want to let folks know that somebody's out there and somebody's doing it with you. If they can take strength in that as well. I'm trying to stir you to love and good works. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24. That's my, that's my goal here. To exhort you daily, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13, without actually being there every day right beside you. For 30 days I'm trying to exhort you without being right beside you. Now some of these days will be very challenging. If you dare to take this challenge, your attitude will change. It can't do anything but. I dare you to take it and I dare to say that if you will dare to take me up on this 30-day challenge to, to be a better Christian, you will not want to return to dead center. Some of these daily challenges, once you do them, you will continue to do them all month. As I've said, some of these challenges are one-time dares to do, or, or some of them you're going to have to set them up to get them done, uh, set them up on that day. These are things that God wants us to do anyway. I'm not, again, I'm not telling you anything that the Bible doesn't already tell you. These are things that we're supposed to be doing anyway. I'm not telling you anything new. I'm not asking you to do anything weird. I'm daring you challenge and confront yourself to be a better Christian to abide in Christ and practice righteousness if you look at your 30 day challenge on day one you'll begin with prayer now some of you pray every day anyway And if that's true, well, this one will be easy for you. Day one of the 30-day challenge will be easy for you. I dare you to make prayer a part of your daily life for one month. Every day. No excuses. Pray for your enemies. Pray for your loved ones. Pray for our community. Pray for our country. Pray for strength. Of course, if you pray every day anyway, again, this first day is easy. But if you, if you don't pray every day or if you haven't in a while, I challenge you to pray every day, no excuses, for 30 days. Now, we can do that, can't we? That one's not too hard. Day two, study your Bible. There are so many ways to study your Bible. You can study the Old Testament. You can study the New Testament. You can study a specific book. You can study a specific chapter. You can study a specific verse. You can study a specific topic. You can study with a friend. You can study by yourself. You can study in the morning. You can study in the evening. You can study at lunchtime. But every day, no excuses. Get your Bible out and study God's Word. My suggestion is to read the New Testament through in 30 days. There's a help back on the table, back in the back. It takes you through each day. Matthew chapter 1 to Matthew chapter 9 is day number 1. You can read the Bible, read the New Testament through in 30 days. I dare you. That's that's just one suggestion. But you you can have a mixture of readings. You can open the Bible up and just put your finger on something. Start there. But start begin. When you begin, you're halfway done. When you begin, you're halfway done. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And that's what this 30-day challenge is supposed to do. Instruct us in righteousness.
Day number three. Resolve to not miss a single service of the church for one month. No excuses. Resolve to do that. Now, some of you, again, this is going to be easy for you. Days one, two, and three are easy. It's biblical, though, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. To forsake would be to do so on purpose, to miss on purpose. Now, there are times, though, when we just can't make it. God understands those kinds of circumstances. Certain circumstances we just can't help or avoid. But I'm challenging you for one month to not miss. When the doors are open, you're here for 30 days. No excuses. Day number four. I challenge you to resolve to really worship when you are here. To really sing. To really pray. To really remember. To really give. To really listen. To really worship. To not just go through the motions. I dare you to put your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul into, into your worship. For one month. To worship John chapter 4 verse 23 and 24 in spirit and in truth. Day number five. I dare you to watch your mouth for the rest of the time. I dare you to watch what you say, especially gossip. For the next 25 days, hold your tongue. The tongue is full of evil, James says. James chapter 3 verse 10. Out of the same mouth comes blessings and cursings. Matthew chapter 12 verse 36. Every idle word, you'll give an account for it on the day of judgment. A sound church, and that's what we need to be. That's what we should strive to be. But we are. A sound church will speak the things that are proper for sound doctrine. Titus chapter 2 verse 1. So for the rest of the month, watch what you say. And day number six, the assignment, that's a hard one for a lot of us. Some of you, it's been kind of easy so far. Day number six is to be more patient. James says in James chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, that the testing of your faith produces patience. Get out and put your faith to the test. And let patience have its perfect work. So that you can be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Resolve to be patient with everyone. Day number seven. This may be a hard day. On this day, examine yourself. Sit down. Take a look at you. Take a look. Write down. Get a pad of paper. Write down some things about you. Take a look at yourself yourself physically. Take stock of yourself mentally. Examine yourself emotionally. Really look at your spiritual life. Really take stock of yourself. I dare you to take an examined look at you. Galatians chapter 6 verse 4 says, Examine your own work before you take of the Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 28, you're supposed to examine yourself. Again, these are not weird things that I'm telling you to do. These are things you're supposed to be doing already. 
And if need be, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if after you've examined yourself and you find yourself lacking in some of these areas, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, confess your sins to God. He's faithful. He'll forgive. If, if you're a Christian, He'll forgive you if you ask Him to forgive you. On day number 8, I dare you to be quick to listen and slow to speak. That's hard for somebody like myself to do. We'll get in a conversation. I'm liable to run you over. I am. That's hard to do. This is different from day five. This is different. This is different from watching what you say. Today and the rest of the month, I dare you to watch, what I'm daring you to do is work on your communication skills. To listen and understand someone before you answer them. That's hard to do. That's a hard challenge, but I believe you're up to it. The ability to listen without talking over someone is something that we can all work on. Day number nine, I dare you. I dare you to give more. To give more of your money, to give more of your time. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, praising those in Macedonia, that 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3, according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave. They gave beyond their ability. We need to give beyond our ability. And that's the challenge for this day, to give beyond our ability, to give more of our money and to give more of our time. There are so many ways to give. Number one, you can give more to the contribution, to the church. That money will be used for the work of the church. Number two, you can give time to works in the church. Give of your time. There is so much to do. Just ask me. I've got lots of things that I've got on my back burner to-do list that I just don't have time to get to. Ask the deacons. Ask the elders. There's lots of things that we can do. Number three, give money or time to a neighbor or a friend. Try to pick out somebody who's in need. Number four, volunteer somewhere that you can make... Even a small impact. Just You never know how, how that small impact may help somebody's life. Day number 10. This one's hard as well, but I dare you today on day number 10 to get to know somebody before you judge them. John chapter 7 verse 24 says, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. And if you find yourself looking at somebody on this day saying, hmm, I bet they're... Stop yourself. Stop yourself. Walk up. Introduce yourself. and Get to know that person before you make some kind of judgment call that is just not right. That's not according to righteous judgment. On day number 11, just this one day, day number 11, write a letter of encouragement to somebody that you know that needs it. There's something special about getting a letter in the mail that's not a bill. (laughs) I like letters like that, cards like that. They help build you up. Again, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, we're to exhort. We're to build each other up daily. And on day number 11, just that one day, write a letter to someone you know that needs 
encouraging. Day number 12. Encourage one or all of our elders. They watch out for our souls, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. And it says, let them to do so with joy and not with grief. My suggestion is face to face. To walk right up to them and tell them how much you appreciate them. You can call them, you can write them, you could email them. But face to face, they can see your eyes. They can see your expressions. They can see how much you really care. So day number 12, encourage one or all of our elders. Day number 13, I dare you this day. I dare you to begin to memorize the scriptures that would lead someone to Jesus Christ. Memorize them. Have them in your head. Have them on your tongue. Have them ready to be able to tell somebody what they can do to become a Christian. I've helped you out on the back of your challenge or the steps to salvation from, from a sinner to saved. Here you see God's part and you see man's part. And here are some scriptures that you can, you can, you can memorize. But I dare you this day, I challenge you on day number 13, I dare, I dare you to begin to memorize the scriptures that would lead someone to salvation. It says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, we are to be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that's in you with, with meekness and fear. I challenge you to memorize these scriptures associated with salvation. If it takes a day or, or the rest of the month, you'll benefit and Lord willing, someone else will benefit as well. Day number 14, I dare you to do one really good thing without being known. Nobody knew you do this. No, no, nobody knew, will know that you've done this. This is another one-day challenge to Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, do good unto all, especially those of the household of faith. I mean, it could be something small. It could be something big. It could be something, something expensive. It, expensive, it could be something... something that has no cost at all, but I challenge you, I dare you to do this and help the life of someone without taking any credit for it. Day number 15, this is the halfway point in the 30-day challenge. And I dare you to resolve not to give up. To Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, to not grow weary while doing good. To 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, add to your faith goodness and to your goodness knowledge and to your knowledge self-control and to your self-control perseverance. Persevere. You've already been 15 days now. If you're on day 15 of this challenge, you have done a lot. But I challenge you to persevere. I dare you not to give up. So that on day 16, men and women, I dare you to watch how you dress. For the rest of the month, I dare you to watch how you dress. Does your outside reflect what's going on inside? Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 says, As a man thinks, so is he. Men and women are to be modest and appropriate. 1 Thessalonians, excuse me, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. Today I dare you to care. On this day I dare you to care how you dress for the rest of the month. 
Day number 17, on this day and this day only, on this day only, I asked to help. Asked to help anyone. Doesn't matter who it is. Ask someone if they need help. Be a doer of the word, not just a hearer of it. James chapter 1 verse 22. On day number 18, on this day only, but it it may have huge ramifications. I dare you to sacrifice something in your life, something material, something that maybe has caused you to neglect your duty to God. Now some of you may not have anything you could give up for this challenge. It It may not apply to you. But if it does, if there's something material that has kept you from living your Christian life, I dare you to give it up for the rest of the month. Oh, no, on this day only. This challenge is not only, it has a physical aspect, but it has a mind-altering one as well. You become the sacrifice. As it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service and notice and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind I dare you to be transformed by giving something up day number 19 I dare you I dare you to make amends with someone you've wronged or To make amends with somebody who's wronged you. Just on this day, day number 19, pursue peace. For one day. Matthew chapter 18 verse 15 says, To go to that person and try to work things out humbly. And if you need to, Be ready to forgive. And if you need to, be ready to say you're sorry. Day number 20. I challenge you to expose a sin in your life, as we talked about this morning. I challenge you to expose a sin in your life. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 13. To to expose a sin. It says in James chapter 5 verse 19. If you can turn a sinner from from the error, from his wrong, or from a life of sin, you cover so much. If it's you, if it's you, pray that God will forgive you. Day number 21, I dare you to talk to a total stranger about your faith. It says in Acts chapter 8 verse 30 that Philip was told to speak to a man that he never knew about Jesus. And he did. The church will never grow if we don't open our mouths and tell them about Jesus Christ. Ask the person what they believe. What do you believe? Tell them what you believe. Have a conversation on day 21. I dare you to talk to a total stranger about your faith. Day number 22, find someone that you can comfort today. It says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, to comfort and edify one another. You know, everybody, everyone, me included, needs a shoulder to, to cry on, to lean on sometimes. 
You can give comfort by letting others who have been worried about you know that you're okay. There's some people that are they're out there and they may be worried about your life. You can go to them and say, hey, things are better today. Give comfort. Find somebody that you can give comfort to on this day. I dare you to make somebody comfortable. Day number 23, I dare you to bear the burden of the first person that you run across that needs help. That could be anybody. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You know, one way to get out of ourselves is to get into the lives of someone else. Day number 24, and this is a hard one for most of you. It would be for me. Some of you, some of you this won't affect at all. Unplug all the TV and all the video devices for the net rest of the 30 days. This will help you do all the new things that you're doing. No news, no sports, no movies, no YouTube, no video games, etc., 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 no surfing the web, email, that's okay. The phone, we can't get our own without it right now. Skyping, I mean, you're talking to somebody, you're trying to communicate with somebody, those are okay. Email, phone, and, and Skype, those are fine. But no Twitter, no Facebook, no Pinterest, which is where I got this from. I'm just going to browse one more page, and it's dawn. For the next seven days. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Put God first. For seven days. Get the distractions out of your life. Day number 25. I dare you. In addition to your baby's daily Bible study. Or in conjunction with it. Ask a Bible question to yourself. Ask yourself a Bible question that you don't know. And look in the Bible and find out the answer. I dare you to be like the noble Bereans in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 where they searched the scriptures daily for the truth. Day number 26 is a challenge much like day number 11. Except, in, except instead of writing a letter, today you're going to call someone and, and be an encouragement. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 3. Day number 27, I dare you today to go visiting. Visit those whom you don't know well or you don't know at all. Practice pure religion on this day. James chapter 1 verse 27, and visit the orphans and, and widows in their distress. This is a one day dare with maybe eternal consequences. Day number 28, and this is going to take some planning. But I dare you to have someone into your home. In Luke chapter 5 verse 29, Matthew had Jesus into his home. In Acts chapter 2 verse 46, the early Christians, they ate from, they ate from house to house. Day number 29, I dare you 
to bring at least one visitor to Bible class and, and worship. This is the day that you ask them on day number 29. Invite someone to go to church with you. We are to go into all the world, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. If we all dared to do this and only one responded, it would be one more soul that had a potential for obeying the gospel. I dare you to ask somebody to visit. Finally, on day number 30, after this long 30-day journey, I dare you to graduate into love, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, and love someone with a, with a love that's, that's practical. You know, love is, a, is an action verb. Love is patient. Love is, is kind. Love bears burdens and believes and hopes all things, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Daring to love is, is the culmination, is the definition of all the other dares that we've attempted for 30 days. I dare you to love. It says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 14, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. This is a 30-day challenge. There it is. I dare you to take it on. I dare you to quit waiting for the creek to stop flowing before you start on your journey. Begin this 30-day challenge. And if you begin it, you're half done. You're halfway there. Dare to know. Dare to be wise. Dare to make a beginning. Dare to do this challenge. To do this challenge presumes that you are a Christian. This is a challenge to be a better Christian. So this challenge presumes that you are a Christian already. Of course, if you have examined yourself today and you're not a Christian, on the back of the 30-day challenge, it says, of course, if you're not a Christian, become one. God's done His part. Now it's time for you to do your part. God has, has sent His Son... His son shed his blood and died on the cross and was buried and rose again the third day. So now your part is to hear the gospel, to believe it, to believe that Jesus is God's son and repent of your sins, confessing the name of Jesus before others, being baptized into Jesus Christ, and then remaining faithful. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, if you remain faithful, pursue righteousness. You'll get the crown of life. What's wrong with today? What's wrong with today? I, I challenge you today to begin a new life. Come right now. Let's together. We stand and sing.